You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport. Kia, the Kia Sorento, drive car of the year. Hello and welcome to another big edition of Sports Day. Gary Belcher, Scotty Sattler here with you. How are you, Sats? Good weekend, lad? Not, not much happened over the weekend no. or the last three <laughs> days, did it? The last four days. Yeah, it's been, it's been massive across uh, a huge landscape of sport, of course. Um, not only the, the relocation of the all the NRL teams and all the NRL clubs to southeast Queensland, and um, but outside of, of course, the, the big news over the weekend was – that little champion Ash Barty. Oh. She just keeps rising above every other sport that we celebrate around this time of year. And Damn, Doesn't she make you proud? Oh, she's so humble yeah. in everything that she the does. The way she goes about mm. it is not just that she's a winner and works so hard. Um, her whole story, but just, I just love everything about her. She's just, I'm, I'm so proud to be Australian when I see her, as opposed to, you know, a couple of other, can I use the J word, jerks that are, out there at times. You know, you're right, Badge, when it, when it comes to being Australian, why she makes you so proud is she battles the elements. And Australia have been so good at, at battling the elements over the years. Mm. A small country when it comes to population-wise, but overachieve in a lot of areas. And you look at her in the, in the modern day of sport, in a lot of sports, it's all about size, height, strength, power. She's five foot five. Yeah. She's playing against um, Plitskova, who's six foot one. And she just played this beautiful game plan against a taller opponent. And um, and she just, again, she battles the elements in the modern game and just comes out on top. And, you know, I think sometimes mentors are underrated um, in in the modern world. Uh, and hers, uh, um, one of them I imagine, I know, is Yvonne Goolagong, mm. who is just one of the just all-time great um, sports people. And uh, I, just, just to know that they've got that connection, that relationship and – it's uh, yeah. It, I was at the end, and I heard the the, um, the 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 tears you could almost hear in Todd Woodbridge's voice at the end, and Yelena Dokic as well. It was amazing, and we all felt the same. My wife was crying it when she when she won it. It was you know what, what it was one in the morning, twelve thirty yeah. in the morning our time, and um, it was such an emotional time. So we will talk about that. In fact, um, we're going to catch up with Brett Phillips, who will uh, wrap up Wimbledon. He's been right across it. Um, he's probably trying to catch up with sleep. We will catch up with him later in the show. And our hot topic, Sats, is uh, Ash Barty winning Wimbledon. Where does this rank her uh, as far as Australian sports stars go? Um, you know, I know there have been some other great, and I've already mentioned Yvonne uh, Goolagong, Corley. Uh, we've had some wonderful tennis players. But um, as far as all of our sports stars go, does it, uh, does it you know, push her right up there? When you take emotion out of it at the moment, I suppose we are attached to our sportsmen and women through emotion, aren't we, and the, and the different 
events. I think we have to look at more than just performance yeah, on this, don't we? There is a lot of attributes and ingredients that go towards champions, isn't it? And mm. it's not about – sometimes it's not about titles, but when we look at when we look at the greatest sportsmen and women in Australian sporting history, you, you do look at the totality of their achievements. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll throw one up. Yeah, you know, Dawn Fraser, for example. Yes. Um, yeah, Rod Laver. Yes. You know, so straight away, there's two you, it, hard yeah, to ever go past. Twenty majors. You know what? Eleven Grand Slams or whatever it may be. So, I, I don't think we can two, two I, calendar year Grand Slams. Yeah. All four. The only and, person that's ever done it. And yeah, Woogie and I were talking about it earlier on, Badge and. I think when we talk about who's the greatest sportsman or sportswoman in in sporting history for Australia, I don't think you talk about one or two people. I think you talk about a room of people and and does this person do they get an invitation to that room? Do they to be belong? Able to, do they stand in the same room as all those people or sit and at talk the, about their achievements? Sit at the big long table now yep. with the greats. Yeah. And well, what do you think? Uh, love you to chime in as a listener. Zero four double seven seven three six seven. Three, six is our number. Talking about legends, Jonathan Thurston is going to join us very soon. From inside uh, Queensland Maroons camp, he's an assistant coach there with uh, with Paul Green. They've got their challenges, haven't they? No doubt at all. And another disruptive camp with uh, Joy Arrow having to uh, take leave late last week. So we'll chat with JT pretty soon. Uh, we're going to catch up with Joel Kane and Brian Fletcher, get their uh, their thoughts on everything that's going on in the world of sports. Um what else? Oh, State of Origin, of course, has, has moved to the Gold Coast and the rest of the competition. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Can you just go back to that? I mean, it's moved. we spoke about how big of a night it was Saturday night, early Sunday morning yeah. with Ash Barty. We've completely forgotten about it. That Origin has been gone. played on Wednesday and that's been relocated. But not only yes. that, all the teams and oh, it's it's been an amazing, well, 12, amazing three all days. All 12 teams from New South Wales in the ACT. Yep. Uh, are heading to Queensland over the next few days. It's up by Wednesday, apparently they're going to be moved to mm. Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, and Brisbane. And just on our uh, SMS line, text line zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Anything you want to talk about? Lou from Black Blackbutt. Well, she said, "How come Mr. Arrow didn't have to sign a sworn statement to say that there was no other players in his hotel room in the Queensland camp?" Good question, Lou. And we well, may he may have had. You to. know what? More, may, more is to possibly come in relation to that. Oh, right. Mm. Possibly. What? We hope not. Our Kia Top 7 uh, and plenty more coming up on the show. Sports Day, Sports Update. Hey, and it's remiss of me and us not to mention as well, we did get excited about Ashbury. Dylan Alcott has now won uh, uh, 14 um, wheelchair tennis majors, um, and 16 times he's been to the final. He's outstanding. He's won three this year, so uh, the Australian, French, and Wimbledon. He's going for the Golden Slam. Do you know what the Golden Slam is? Olympics. And? And, and the all US four, Open. And the US Open. Yeah, and the, four, and the others. Yeah. So uh, outstanding work uh, yep. by Dylan Orcott. Good on you, mate. Um, Can he celebrate too? You know what? He's so charismatic when you interview him as well. Yeah. Uh, he's got this carefree attitude. Uh, highly competitive, but the way he celebrates as well, it's just, you can hear him three quarts away when he celebrates. It's, uh, he's an amazing athlete. What a great guy. Yeah, yeah, very proud of him. Well done, Dylan. And I'd, I've mentioned a couple of times that I um, introduced him. I didn't interview him. I introduced him at a function at the Gabba a few years ago, and he spoke for probably 45 minutes, and the crowd just wanted more. His, mm. his story is outstanding. He's a great 
uh, is a great uh, person behind a microphone as well. And if you're thinking about getting someone to do that, I know he wants to, I think, follow some acting or something now too, doesn't he? He's yeah, got really, some, yeah. Some, uh, some aspirations away from tennis, some more aspirations away yeah, from tennis. Yeah, and he does a radio show every week as well, so he's, yeah. he's right into that. Yeah. yeah. Righto, so these Queensland badge, hubs, or? Sats. Uh, Can he replace Badge? Yes, he'll be here it, within yep. days. If we <laughs> I don't want to lose Badge. Can he replace you? Can he Can he be a panel operator Can I as get well? to this next segment? 0477 736 736. Who should he replace in this show? Yes. That's Badge or Woogie. Righto. Yep. Mm. Now, uh, yes, these teams have all been placed into hubs in Queensland. So, Dylan, who do you think uh, is going to <laughs> – oh, sorry, Sats. <laughs> Sunshine Coast, who's – Who's Panthers, Knights, Seagulls, Roosters will go to the Sunshine Coast, Novotel. Panthers, Knights, beautiful. Seagulls, Roosters. I don't think they're allowed to play golf, unfortunately, Great which is a beautiful golf course. Gold Coast, there's five clubs. Yeah, Eels, Bulldogs, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Warriors, and of course, the Gold Coast Titans. And who drew the short straw? Uh, Brisbane. They've got the Dragons, oh. Sharks, and the Tigers. <laughs> Who's been misbehaving? Well, first of all, Dragons. I don't know what the Sharks or Tigers have done, but <laughs> they don't. Oh, are, you, are you kidding? Mm. I don't know. So, okay, you know, water what, skiing up the be, Brisbane River. To be quite honest, special. it doesn't matter where you're going to stay in isolation because all you're allowed to do is go to training, training back. And, yes, first two weeks. Yep. First two weeks you're in the bubble. And I think after that. You can play golf. Depending on Queensland's rules around uh, COVID, they, they will be, we believe, relaxed. Yes. 30 players, 11 support staff. All in their own bubble, like you're saying, 14 days after arrival. At this stage, you're looking at four weeks. Some are thinking it may be the rest of the season. At a, at a cost of around around 12 to $13 million a month, those mm. first four weeks. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, we've got to remember the AFL, they went from round 14 last year all the way through their regular season. Of course, the grand final was played at the Gabba. $60 million in a similar move, it cost them last 60 year. Million, so the final 14 rounds, what, three and a half months, $60 million. So, the, oh, my. Wow. Uh, that adds up. And the NRL is having a bit of trouble, I believe. They're trying to find a way to get the players' families into Queensland as yeah. well. The fir- biggest hurdle is the players don't want them for the first couple. No. <laughs> uh, I guess for the first couple of weeks they'd be saying, well, you have to quarantine. No, maybe they want to get him in as soon as they can because they will have to all quarantine together yeah, they, for that first couple of weeks. Exactly. Yeah. They can't arrive from, after. It's a completely different Sydney. scenario then, yeah. So they're from Sydney. Would the rules be different for, say, the Raiders, who are from Canberra, that's been – is COVID-free? They're what co- happens if some of the players live in Queanbeyan, Badge? No, all no, New South Wales and ACT teams. Yes, going. but I'm saying why would, why would you need to isolate if you're coming from Canberra into – or from Newcastle, another example. No, in Queensland. Your, there's no lockdown in Newcastle. Why would they be having to isolate when they land at the Sunshine Coast? I reckon they're just, oh, yeah, it's a good point. Well, it's just erring on, again, yeah. erring on the side of caution. Mm. Yep. One in, all in. Would you be dirty, Sats, if you were a Knights player and they said you've got to, you can't go and play golf because, but, but you're not from Sydney? No. You just, if I'm getting paid three or $400,000 a year, I'm doing mm. as I'm told. And I'm just very fortunate I get to play the game and not be shut down. Yep. Simple as that. Right it's a simple answer. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, and it, we and make it sound I, easier than And I'll have one of those electronic putting machines, you know, where you putt the ball and spits the ball straight yeah. back here. Right. Well, there's 10 minutes a day you're going to be <laughs> having a good time stuck in your room. You've got a lot of documentaries you've got to catch up on. Yeah. Yeah. You'd so. use the free preview on the in-house movies, wouldn't you, straight away? Would, would they, they be, pay for it then? Would they be no. stretching their training sessions out as, 
as much as they possibly I tell you could. what, I tell you, I've got to say, we've got a seven-hour training session today. Guys, bring your golf clubs, <laughs> bring your dog, bring everything you want. I've got to ask a question today about will it um, will this destabilise even further teams that are no chance of possibly making the eight or winning the comp. Now, I still think there's 14 teams, sorry, those up to about Team 14 that can that can make the eight. Oh, but in saying that, I think I think it could actually galvanise some clubs, to be quite honest, having them all together as a group being able to do some extra sessions with them, not on the field, but more sort of team building, professional development, whatever it may be. But it will force players who are not usually players that are, that like doing extras before or after training, it will force players how to do extras. There's a lot of players badge out there that want to do extras. One, don't know how to do it, or two, are too lazy. But in this situation... It forces you to. It well, forces you to do. You're, look, you're asking for it, aren't you? You're saying, "Please let me stay out. I want to do some more, some more work, some more training." Mm. God, right. you'd, you'd, oh, they'd have their own rooms, wouldn't they? Because I'd say you'd, you'd hate to have a bad roomie. I can imagine no, being roomed with Jamie Goddard for two weeks straight. That'd be just horrific. He said the same about you. Which teams do you reckon could benefit mostly from it, gents? West Tigers. Oh, wouldn't yep. have a clue. West Tigers. Oh, oh. How, how do you predict that? I mean, every side. You know who needs to benefit from it the most? Well, the teams down near the bottom. I, I say West Tigers. And there's a really good docu- four-part documentary to be uh, to be released really soon, next week and a half or so on Fox Sports. It's a four-part documentary about the West Tigers, all access, and um, I think they're a team that really needs it. I think they're a team that's hurting, and I, I they think, need to they need to galvanise. I think the Broncos and Titans could have done with it. They, they, at times, defensively look like they don't know each other, but they're not going into any of these, um, into, you know, into a hotel accommodation. They're staying, mm. I imagine, in their normal, uh, their normal circumstances. Cowboys um, in the, the same boat. So what do we got? We've got Melbourne's, the only other club that's left outside yes. of Queensland, and they'll just fly in and fly out as, as yes. need be. Mm. Righto. Um, which makes going on? Which makes them even more. So, which yeah. makes them even more difficult this year when it comes to – Winning a premiership. Now, they won the premiership, of course, with their basically the entire season in Sunshine Coast. Mm. But now that they're at home in their own beds and their own surroundings and used to travelling every fortnight anyway when the competition is in its normality, they even become an even further threat than what they already are so, in the competition. So we'll still have games, we imagine, at, at, in well, Melbourne? The game against the Newcastle Knights this week at Amy Park, definitely going right. ahead. So and, and we'll have games on the state. Sunshine Coast, yes. the Gold Coast, and at Suncorp. And Townsville. And the, Townsville so they're for the playing Cowboys. the Roosters, the Cowboys, we, this Saturday night. Yeah, but that, that hasn't that, – that draw is going to you – know, yeah, okay, you're right mm. in I, – I imagine in assuming that will be staying the same. Yep. But the rest of them have to be rescheduled. Yes. And that's happening now. We haven't got that. Haven't got the final schedule. No. That. And there could be double he- headers, you know, quite often, triple headers potentially. How good's that? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there is a bit of a rainbow at the end of all of this, as as gloom as it, it is for a lot of people, but for rugby league fans, and fortunately enough for people in southeast Queensland, they get the ability to possibly go and watch the footy as well. You know, the opportunity mm. to go to a lot of areas, you know, Toowoomba, who have hosted NRL games before, um, Redcliffe, who Redcliffe Stadium, uh, Dolphin Stadium. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, it's a it's a good establishment as well. So, and there's always been this argument badge around: should we move the grand final around? Now there's the op- there's a possibility they're now probably thinking that the NRL grand final won't be played in Sydney this year. Well, they have to make contingencies now, don't exactly. they? Exactly. So there's always been this debate around: should we share the NRL grand final? Should it be a little bit like the the Super Bowl in America? Well, this situation gets them to at least 
test the waters yeah. and say, well, if the grand final is going to be at Suncorp Stadium and the other one is the MCG, if it's going to be at Suncorp Stadium, let's test the waters. Let's turn the whole week into a festival. Let's see whether this actually works. I want, to, I want that and I want to be able to do this. I, I would love it to be at the MCG the day after the AFL grand final and you, you just make a great weekend of it. Mm. What That would be outstanding, wouldn't mm. it? Are we, going, are we going for that or do you want to get a rugby league? Oh, that's, a, that's a debate for another time. All righty. Uh, now, Paul Green um, addressed the media today about his, about his media conference a few days ago uh, when he was – when he basically read from Australia. Have we got that little statement there that he did the first up there, Woogie? You haven't got nah, it there. mate. No, I haven't got that one. You had it earlier on. Yeah, I did. I think you can't I can't find it. Hang on. Wait a, a second. a bit slow with all that. Is this the one from days ago? Yeah. Um, he basically just – he just – he. He had, he had a written a, statement. Basically that, a line that sort yeah, of said, and then some I'm other not some, talking about anything, I'm going to move on. And Christian Welsh and another player were there and they were interviewed and they were all asked about it. And people thought, well, that's not, you didn't do the right thing there. And I certainly haven't got an issue with it. I know Greeny just, he thought he was doing the right thing. Um, we haven't got that one, but what we have, we, we have, have got, got it. Got it, got it now, right, mate. Have a listen. Thanks, guys. Um, just with regard to the Jai Arrow incident, um, the matter's... Uh, in the relevant authorities' hands and, and uh, hasn't been resolved as yet, so um, we won't be making any further comment at this stage. Any inquiries, um, please contact the NRL regarding that. Thanks. All right, now he's criticised for that because he apparently left the players in the lurch, but he, he explained today, and I'll get you to comment afterwards, that's what you think, but this, is, this is, was his explanation today as to how that all happened. I was advised on the way to training there that um, not not to make comment as um, the matter was still ongoing. Um, given Jai had been sanctioned, we thought the matter was closed. But then, as I said, I was advised that it wasn't. It was still ongoing, and um, so I was I was told not to speak. I haven't personally been involved. It's been an integrity unit investigation, um, so you know they're, they're conducting the investigation. We spoke to the players. The players have been staunch in their position that there was there was no one else involved in the breach, uh, and so I don't have any other information uh, other than that. I can understand why you want to be able to spit out the, the general line. Um, you don't want to get too much into it as a coach, do you, Badge? I mean, it's it's not well, the coach's. Not to. You know, it's the coach's role also not to. I needed to leave that to the operations, the management. Well, I the need media, to leave that to the integrity. The unit. media manager as well on on Saturday when it all happened or it was a Sunday morning. He should have been there to protect the players afterwards and say to me, "Hey, look, they're not talking about this. Mm. Greeny's already addressed it. They're not talking about this." But that's not what happened. Mm. So. All right. Uh, before the break, uh, Sports Day Player of the Round for expert car service you can rely on. Visit Repco Service. Dot com. A few to throw in sats. I've got to say, Sean Johnson, Toby, Toby Rudolph from the Sharks good. Warriors game yesterday. Adam Reynolds, Cody Very, Walker, oh, Alex Cody Johnston. Walker. What about some of that? Really good. Josh Hodgson at lock was good. Ryan Sutton got our three points in the Canberra Manly mm. game. He's outstanding, the lock forward. Big Starling, Starling went well when he came on. Jared Rui Hargraves again was outstanding for the Roosters. He was. Absolutely outstanding. Have you narrowed it down to one? I'm narrowed it down to, I think, when we always give our we always give our our points to the point scorers, try scorers, and halves and fullbacks and five eighths. When a front rower dominates a game, I think we need to celebrate it. So I'm going to say Joe Rui Your favourite player. That him. was so predictable. I love him. He could play seven minutes and do two hit-ups yep. and you'd pick him for the best. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Sports Day Player of the Round, that is, for Repco, servicing your local mechanic with nationwide backing of Repco. Book online at Repco Service. 
Kia We're doing it for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year back soon with our Hot Topic. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the Kia Sorento, Drive Car of the Year. Now, Hot Topic Time. Welcome back to Sports Day. Yeah, the hot topic, of course, is all around Ash Barty and her wonderful achievements. On Saturday night, early morning, Sunday morning, before we get to the hot topic, we've got Jonathan Thurston coming up in an interview very, very soon. Any of the listeners, 0477 736 736. If you want a question, ask the JT. Let what us know. do you want to know? Yeah, what anything. Yeah, did he think about making a comeback this mm. year? <laughs> uh, we've How's got a very, enjoying very coaching? One position we've got How's well covered, haven't coaching? we? Yeah, exactly. But uh, Ash Barty winning Wimbledon. And the question is, and we'll get your opinion on this also, listeners, uh, where does this rank her in Australian sports stars? Or does oh. she rank in the top 10? Well, look, you know what? Maybe currently, but if you're looking at it overall, mm. we start to make a list. Let's just look at tennis players. We did this earlier on and we you know, spoke about Margaret Court. Yep. Um, you might not like her uh, religious views and other stuff, but amazing yep. her her, uh, her achievements and and Yvonne uh, Yvonne Goolagong and uh, and Rod Laver, Rod Laver, amazing. And then there's other blokes and all, the, all those stars from Lou back Hode. in the day, Lou yeah. Hode and Ken Rosewell. And so even in tennis, she's not going to be at the top of the list. So, but she's going to be in the conversation. You know, if you start to look at, um, I think of our current sports stars when you go. Well, you know, Steve Smith in cricket, he's our, our superstar, isn't he? Pat yep. Cummins. Um, yeah, like in, in swimming, well, we're gonna, we're, Ariana Titmus, and we're, we're going to find out. In the Olympics, the Olympics gonna we're going to find out some new heroes. You're going to shine, moving aren't forward. they? You know, so, you know, when we, like earlier on I said, does she walk into the room of these Dawn Frazers, Cam Smith, Don Bradmans, um, Heather Mackay? you got Cam Smith ahead of Wally. Yeah, I have on achievements, Absolutely. Yeah, well ahead. Uh, Jack Brabham. Yeah, what? You Jonathan look, Thurston, whatever you do. You look at, uh, you look at uh, Greg Norman, who mm. spent 331 weeks at number one and won two majors as well. Oh, no, but they were just British Open. Are <laughs> you any real ones? <laughs> so when you talk about those people <laughs> in relation to the history of sport for Australia, does Walter Ash Walter Lindrum. Yeah, Walter Lindrum. Billiards. With Ed, her. Eddie Charlton. With her French Open. And now her Wimbledon, mm. is that enough to get her at the table with those people that we've mentioned? Does she? Need I think to, she's invited she need, to the party, but is she at the at the main table? Maybe not just yet. Does she need to win another major? Does she need to win another Wimbledon? Because mm. I, I thought winning Wimbledon, Olympic gold would would, would help. Your yeah. Olympic gold medal winners, when you start to look at that list, that puts you in special company, doesn't? It? I know yeah. we've had a lot when you you know you throw in Kieran Perkins and. Uh, Ian Thorpe Right at the top of the tree for mm. a long time uh, And Dawn Fraser as you mentioned before And Shane Gould And um, we have had so many wonderful, wonderful athletes You know, but, I, I uh, thought Badge, her winning that on um, on Saturday, morning, Saturday night I think a lot of people were starting to question about Whether she was a legitimate number one Because she reached number one status Won the French Open, reached number one And then COVID because they didn't They sort of froze the rankings And she didn't have to play as many tournaments but maintain that number one ranking. Yeah. I thought she needed to win Wimbledon to convince everyone that she's a legitimate yes. number one. Yes. Yeah. And she did. Mm. Uh, we're, we're, we're very proud of her. Um, what are your thoughts on Ash Barty's 
success and, uh, you know, how does – where do you have her in the pantheon of Australian sporting greats? Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. As we said, we're going to talk to Johnny Thurston soon. Jonathan Thurston, uh, Queensland origin legend, who uh, – he's actually spoken, Sats, on the weekend about um, – People have been commenting on this Queensland team, not just on their on-field performances, but saying it's got to do a bit with the culture of the place. And mm. uh, it's not quite right. Now, he's really come out swinging, Jonathan Thurston, and said, hey, uh, if you question that, then you are questioning all of those greats from the past. I don't know so much. I don't know if that – if I, I think that people are just talking about what's happening with the current team. Have they lost their way? Uh, or is it just the – is it just because – Queensland uh, have some injuries and have hit a bit of a uh, a bit of a low point as far as talent and performance goes. While at the same time as New South Wales is really on a high, I'm not so sure. I don't know anything about the culture of this team and how they go about their business and behave. And I'd like to think it's um, it's as good as it's ever been in the past. But, I think the, culture, the results, you know, just aren't good. I think the culture and the passion badge. You can speak eloquently about this in a great length as well. It comes with the jersey, doesn't it? And the history that came before you. So yep. you're halfway there in relation to your passion for origin when you're playing for Queensland. How important then is the coach to be able to, I suppose, let that message sink in even further? Mm. How important is it? Well, very. Yeah, yeah, very important. It is. And we saw what Wayne Bennett did and with Mel... Uh, you know, as his wingman last year in yeah. Origin 3 in that series last year, how they somehow got that team uh, a win. Hey, got a text here from Sean. Don't forget, Warney gents. We need a <laughs> legendary rat bag to kick off proceedings. Yeah, yeah you've got yeah, to throw Warney into that, one of the uh, Wisdom's cricketers of the century. Well, hey, he, can he I, changed the game, didn't he? He did. Can yeah. I mention a, a, he made an outstanding performance on the weekend that we didn't talk, haven't talked about yet? What? Jamie Carr brought up her 100th Melbourne win. It's never been done before. She Male is, or female that's in right. Melbourne, yeah. She is leading the way. And this is a sport where the, the, the ladies are up against the men. And she's she is the best She rides the so business much like a girl. At the moment. <laughs> she's the best in the business at the moment. Um, movie, she needs to movie. be, uh, I think at some point, she may be in this conversation. She might be invited to the party as well and, and be somewhere near the, uh, uh, the Speaking top, of Woogie the top table. Up, how much has Michelle Payne inspired a generation of of these, and then, Rachel but, King coming yeah, through now too. And amazing. Going great, yeah, she certainly has. All right, better get to a break. Uh, pretty soon we're going to get to uh, Jonathan Thurston. You can tell us what you want us to chat to him about. 0477-736-736. Back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477-736-736. That's 0477-736-736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with badge and sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorento. Drive car of the year. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, it certainly is. Chris Nelson is joining us. G'day, mates. How are you, Jase? Yeah, good. How was the uh, the Rocky Cup and the Caloundra Cup and all the racing around southeast Queensland over the way? And, and not to forget, too, the Bow Desert Cup on Saturday. Exactly. We had an outstanding weekend of racing in not only southeast Queensland, but as you mentioned, central uh, central Queensland with the uh, the Rocky Cup which was taken away by Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott with Regal Stage, the first horse they've had running at uh, 
Rockhampton, the first time they've been there. I'm sure it won't be the last. And that horse, Jace, costs $1.8 million as a yearling. And there it goes, winning the uh, the Rocky Cup. Of course, we went to the Sunny Coast yesterday. Had a great meeting out there with the, the Caloundra Cup, the Glass House, the Wink Skinnies, which was an amazing win from our Playboy. And, of course, the, uh, the McLaughlin Stakes for the two-year-olds as well. So... Really good weekend. It's not as exciting probably this week, but there's still plenty of racing around and still plenty of winners to be found. I'm sure you'll make it exciting for us, Chris. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week at Durban, the Gold Coast, the Sunshine Coast, Eagle Farm, and a Chris. Thank you very much, mate. That's a pleasure, Chase. We'll chat tomorrow. Good on you, gents. Uh, um, that's what, one thing we were talking about before, earlier on in the show, we're going to get to before uh, JT, Jonathan Thurston, joins us. And we have got some texts here coming in about what we can talk to him about. Uh, the NRL is on the move to southeast Queensland. Uh, Andrew Abdo is the uh, CEO of the NRL, and he updated us this afternoon on the latest with the relocation. We made the decision yesterday, as you know now, uh, to relocate 12 teams uh, to Queensland We'll do that in the next two days. So the schedule is to fly all 12 teams by a private charter into southeast Queensland on Wednesday. Um, we've made the decision to relocate 41 people in total per uh, club. Um, that includes a combination of obviously players and staff. Um, we're also going to extend the invitation to direct families to be able to um, make the move up. The spirit of cooperation and the positive attitude to doing something enormous as this um, was really there for everyone to see. And I think everyone is 100% committed to making this work. After uh, around about a two-week period, uh, we'll then start looking at opportunities to play double headers and triple headers and look at the upside of what is uh, a great opportunity for our fans in Queensland to see um, multiple teams potentially playing. The draw on the schedule stays as it is for the moment. Um, so round 18 will take place in exactly the same fixtures and timings as per the draw. Uh, we are working now on releasing where those Sydney and ACT-based matches will be relocated to in those three stadia in southeast Queensland. Are there any plans around getting players vaccinated faster than what was originally slated? Well, I think vaccination um, and the effort of the entire country around vaccination is becoming very important in fighting this pandemic. So, you know, there's a supply and a demand issue, and these are matters, obviously, for the federal and state governments. Okay, so there you go. Um, and I guess that means that there will be crowds. So the, the losses to the NRL won't be as as great. They will still have to compensate clubs for who are playing away from home and they will get some crowds, but you wouldn't be going to get the same crowds they would if they were playing no. at home grounds. Peter Valenti's on NRL 360 only two or three minutes ago. Um, when asked that question around the, the financial hole that the NRL are going to have to stump up in relation to this relocation, he did allude to that. He said, yes, it's going to be in between 10 to 15 million, but we can mitigate a lot of those costs by having crowds in Queensland and having those double-headed and triple-headers, which is great for the fans. So they, they they have the ability to still wind back some of those costs. So Very good. Yeah. All right. Um, texts, Michael from Dremoyne. Hi, guys. Regarding standing in the Oz Hall of Fame would be the Winter Olympics champion gold medal winner, Stephen Bradbury. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess if he turned up at the event and everyone tripped over the waders or something and he just <laughs> – Went straight up the middle. Uh, yeah, wasn't that amazing? That was just incredible. What, yeah, it happened uh, to him in the semi final as well. 
Did it? They fell over in the semi-final for him to qualify for the final. Wow! And he tells right. you all along it's yeah. a, it's a, it was a game plan. My coach said you're not going to beat them. Let them fight it out at the front and just see what happens. Come through. Yeah. <laughs> well, like he says, he did train for about twenty years for it. Not well, like he was that's only taking fourth up Olympics, that year. I think. And Winter he was, Olympics, yeah, yeah. And he was ranked in the top ten, I think, before mm. he got there. So. Great stuff. Uh, we are going to get to a break, uh, Scotty Sattler, because Jonathan Thurston is waiting on the line. We all, later on, we've also got to talk about that uh, that amazing Euro Cup final, Italy defeating oh, England wow. at Wembley. And there's been a bit some drama <laughs> happening all around uh, London since. Uh, we'll be back after the break. We're doing it for the Kia Sorrento badge and sats. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with badge and sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorento. Drive car of the year. Yeah, keep those great texts coming in. We'll get to some of those very soon. Sats and Badge with you on Monday night. Our special guest tonight is uh, assistant coach of the Queensland Maroons, but uh, probably more importantly, uh, one of the absolute legends of our game, Jonathan Thurston joins us. G'day, JT. How's everything going, mate? Yeah, really well. Thanks, mate. It's obviously been a tough start to the campaign, but, um, yeah, that's all behind us now. So um, you can hear the boys chahooing and carrying on in the background. So <laughs> team morale is high and... Uh, we trained really well yesterday and got the, the captain's run tomorrow. So, um, yeah, the boys are good. You've been involved in many, many camps um, quite successfully. Not always, but very, very successfully and, and varying in different camps. Is this the strangest state of origin preparation uh, for three games that you've you've known? Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Uh, I've never seen anything like it in, in my time. Um, you know, we, we carried a, a few boys in game one that hadn't played for five or six weeks. And then game two, uh, we picked, uh, you know, blokes up were fit to play and, and ready to roll. And, um, you know, our fullback goes down and the captain's run with a hamstring uh, strain. And mm. um, then the eligibility. Um, and then, yeah, now everything that's happened in game three. So, um, yeah, no doubt it's been... Um, Unlike any other that I've been a part of. Now, Jono, we, we've asked some of the some of the guests also send in some text messages. And Daryl from Coffs Harbour said, "Going into Game Three in 2014, Queensland were two 0 down. Going into the third game, you never experienced this much in your Origin career yourself. You were behind two 0 Can you recall how different that was playing in the game just to try and save a three 0 whitewash? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's." Um I remember, um, you know, having a conversation with Lockie uh, during that eight-year run. I think we had maybe three uh, series where we were two nil up. Oh um, nine, uh, we lost the third game. Um, but he said to me, you know, if you want to be remembered at Origin, um, it's it's the whitewashes. They get it in 2010. We learned from our mistakes and, and had a whitewash. So, um, yeah. Um, when we were behind uh, 2-0 we lost a series in 14 and um, you know that always stuck with me um, mm. so we ended up winning game 3 uh, convincingly but um, you know that's what the boys are here to do uh, to, you know Wednesday night is to spoil the party Yeah now after the, the Jai Arrow uh, fiasco um, how how important was it straight away immediately uh, to get everyone thinking about the game again how hard was that? Yeah, it was extremely hard. Um, you know, he'd made a, a poor choice, a uh, poor decision, and uh, put you know the NRL at at stake. 
um, you know, and he's paid a heavy price uh, for his actions. Um, so, um, you know, the, the boys uh, are worried about his uh, welfare now, his mental welfare, um, you know, because it was front and back page. It was everywhere. So, um, yeah, it, it was tough. But, um, you know, I've got to uh, give the boys a, a wrap. Uh, they, you know, trained really well. We were obviously were in isolation uh, for, you know, 18 hours maybe um, we had to stay in our rooms uh, order room service for breakfast and, and lunch until uh, we got our tests back and then uh, we got the all clear to train and um, you know like I said it was a massive wrap to the playing group they've been very professional uh, they've turned out and, and they've trained really well in the two sessions since mm, it's great to read this afternoon that, that um, there's no other players are involved in that that breach because there's been all sorts of rumours flying around as you'd expect it's been a Apart from that, a pretty quiet um, build-up. Now, you've been quite vocal about um, people saying that there's not a great culture within the Queensland camp. It sounds like it's, it's upset you a bit, JT. Oh, it certainly has. Um, you know, I've been very lucky to play a lot of games, um, but, you know, to be a part of this, this family and, um, you know, the greats of our game have, have worn the Maroons jersey and, you know, they're the ones that have, um, you know, that have built uh, this culture over the last 40 years, you know. Culture isn't built on two games. So, you know, it was uh, it really got underneath my skin because they were questioning the character um, of the players that have come before us. And, you know, that's where you learn uh, your, your trade pretty much. And, and you know, the, 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 the set of standards and the behaviours, uh, you know, of, of the captains and the leaders of, your, of those teams over the past, they're the one that, you know, build, builds the, the culture of the, mm-hmm. of the Maroons jersey. And, you know, that gets passed on to the next generation, the next generation. And, you know, that's what you learn when you come into all these camps. So, yeah, it really got underneath my skin that, um, you know, they were questioning the culture of the of the Maroons, given, um, you know, this culture's been built on 40 years of, of mateship and, um, you know, it's, yeah, so I was quite vocal, um, you know, because they were obviously questioning uh, the character of the players before us that have worn this jersey, you know, from, um, you know, We've had, like I mentioned, we had 10 players that have played over 30 games. We've had 30 players that have played over 20 games. And we've got, uh, you know, the, the probably the greatest in, in Smithy um, playing over 40 games, you know. We've had 15 captains uh, over that 40 years. You know, these blokes are the ones that have paved the way for uh, these boys to come through. So, you know, culture isn't built on two games. So that's why it really got underneath my skin because they were having a crack at our family. And, um, yeah, that uh, really irritated me. Mm. Yeah, well said. Um, no doubt at all you're up against a very, very good New South Wales side. And, and, and fans looking at it from the outside, think, well, they're unbeatable. Uh, is it? Is it... How hard is it for you to convince the players that, uh, and I know there's been an injection of um, a bit of speed uh, and talent for this game, but is it hard at all to convince the players that, um, you know, they can they can do this job on Wednesday night? Uh, no, not at all. Um, you know, uh, when I got back in the camp, I, you know, cut all the vision from uh, game two and, and showed them how many opportunities uh, they let slide. Um, you know, Origins all about moments. Uh, when you get your moment, uh, you need to stand up and capitalise on that moment. And that's what Origin's all about. And, you know, we had 
six sets of six tacking their line where we had, you know, two, sometimes three opportunities in that set of six to score a try. And when I was showing the boys uh, this vision, um, you could see them shaking their heads, just going, oh, you know, that's if that's a try each set of six, then, you know, it's a whole different ball game in game mm. two. But, you know, you got to give credit to the Blues. They defended extremely well. And, you know, um, yeah, but uh, it doesn't take much convincing uh, once, you know, we showed the vision of uh, how many opportunities uh, the boys had created. You enjoying the coaching, Jono? Yeah, I, I'm getting a little bit um, used to doing all the video work. As a player, you know, you watch your own video but um yeah as a as an assistant coach you got to cut up uh you know the, the team's uh video and um the edge video and and, and, and the packs and you know you got to i suppose and break it down to them in, in, in layman's terms so that they understand that you know when they engage this defender um this is what happens on the next play you know when you're coming out six defenders on the long side you know that's when you need to yeah so it's all about just making the, the spine aware that um when they've got the ball in their hands um, making sure that they've got their eyes down the field and they know who the format is and how to break them down uh, through that because you want to be coming at six defenders, not seven. And, um, you know, we had a lot of those opportunities in game two. You know it's all on computer now. It's not VHS, hey? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, when I first started, uh, I was down at the Bulldogs, it was on VHS. But, uh, yes, it's a lot lot quicker now. You don't have to rewind and and pause. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, actually. And, you know, you're working with the best players, too. So, you know, their football IQ is quite high. It's just about, you know, making sure that they recognise uh, these opportunities. Now, uh, Mickey G from Woodbury, he's texting JT and said, Can, a question for JT, how did you think Kalen Ponga's development has been since going down to the Knights? And is he at your expectation, of course, playing on Wednesday night? Uh, yeah, you know, he's uh, Queensland's number one fullback and we haven't had him the, the first two games. Um, so, you know, due to that groin, but he's at 100% now and I've been really impressed with the way that he's um, trained this week. And, you know, our, our spine has um, you know, been pretty poor uh, in the first two games. So, um, you know, our leaders need to stand up. Uh, in game three and um, you know Kalen's a part of that so um, yeah hopefully expecting a big game from him and of course we've missed Harry Grant haven't we and Bungie from Tamworth um, says it's uh, yeah how much of a loss has, has he been yeah, it's been a massive, he's a massive loss. You know, both are probably our, our best two hookers in the, in the competition are on the sidelines. I think Reed Marnie's played uh, playing this week or he might have played on the weekend. So, uh, But Harry Grant's been on the sidelines uh, as well. So, you know, and we had Kalen on the sideline and, you know, AJ uh, not play game two as well. So, you know, Val had to play fullback. So, yeah, you know, it's been... Um, disruptive uh, the first couple of camps uh, with, you know, players being on the sideline, our best players being on the sideline. But, um, you know, with that, you know, that gives someone else an opportunity to put on that maroon jersey and become a part of the family. Well, it's going to be huge on Wednesday night, JT. We're going to get to a break, uh, of course, at Rabino on the Gold Coast. So uh, all the best for the uh, the next couple of days in camp, mate. And, uh, yeah, we hope it's a great game on Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, fellas. Champion there. Great to hear from uh, the great man, Jonathan Thurston. And uh, you keep the texts coming, 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorrento Drive Car of the Year.
listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.